0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is
1: what you missed. Welcome to Rock Mornings, Lucky and I am back once again. Lucky was off on Friday because he was in Florida, caught uh-huh. my Panthers and uh, Jets game. And uh, how did it all play out? How was the flight down? The flight back? Everything went smoothly. Fantastic. <laughs> you lie. You, <laughs> you liar. You completely <laughs> jinxed me <laughs> on
0: Friday. When I had found out earlier that my flight was going to be delayed mm. uh, by an hour, some sort of uh, scheduling uh, conflict or something like that, um, and, and which is fine because I hadn't left here yet and I got that update that it was going to be delayed,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and it, which is nice because when you check in, everything's done online, then you get those notifications and updates. Uh, i had flown out Thursday hoping to avoid some of the rush of uh, the Friday before March break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was still quite busy but not nearly as bad as
1: i thought it was going to be i only uh, cursed you because you had told me off the air that you had gotten the notification of the cancellation or the delay right and we had had a conversation after maria and i had gone down to st Kitts in november and the long delays we had mm-hmm. and how upset i was with it all and i Felt like the airlines just didn't give a crap about anybody and uh, you were very defensive of the airlines and were Mr. Nice Guy and it's nobody's fault and you just got to roll with the punches. And I said to you, if you get delayed going to Florida, you'll be like some kind of brain surgeon. I gotta get to Florida to call it. Right. I gotta save a life. This is Mike Luck. Yes. Do you know who you're messing with? Yeah. Well, I know that
0: they don't know, <laughs> and I know that they don't care, nor should they, because uh, I am not that important. But and and here's it, it was interesting to watch because. There are certain things that airlines can control, mm-hmm. and certain things that they can't. And I am agree with everyone's frustrations when airlines can control things, uh, and things and go don't. wrong, and don't. Yeah. That that isn't it. And I had that issue. I am one who, when I'm traveling for these things, we there for the weekend. Um, I don't take, uh, I don't check a bag, mm. right? Because. That's some things that airports control, not necessarily airlines, but we'd had massive confusion with bags. And I'd still not want... I don't need to check a bag. I don't have that much stuff. have got a, a suit, a pair of shorts, and a pair of shoes. And that was flip-flops, basically what I was taking. Uh, and so I didn't check my bag. Problem is, is that in the however many thousands of people it felt like we're getting on this aircraft, uh, by the time it came to me, literally the second I got to check in... Mm. They stopped taking carry-on luggage, and it was some kind of arbitrary decision. Because when I got back there, there was tons of space in the overhead cabins and bins. Hmm. I wonder and it was, why they did that. It was really annoying. Yeah, I know they have to cut it off at some point, but it's just someone as a supervisor said, "Okay, we get to once you get to whatever the hell zone nine or whatever I was. There's right. so many zones now to figure out. Uh, we were low enough uh, on the uh, on the list that. At that point, they were like, yeah, there's probably not enough room. And so I found that frustrating. So I had to check my bag at the gate. And then normally when you do that, when you get off the plane, your bag's just waiting right there like they do with strollers. Right. Right? Instead, when we get to Florida they said, no, you got to wait at the carousel for this. I'm like, well, this is why I don't check a bag. Again, okay. tell- I'm
1: Mike Luck. Do you
0: know why? I, I have another half game to call. hour for this. The, that one, that part was frustrating because sure. that's something that the airline could control right. and didn't.
1: Now, you flew out on Thursday. Yeah. But you didn't have to call the game till Saturday yes. night. Uh, so you must have got up to some shenanigans in those two days in Florida on your own. No wife, no kids. I mean, you must have been having some kind of fun. No. What did you get up to? Nothing. Tell us what you did. well one
0: with uh, i didn't get into almost 11 just after 11 oh that's exhaustingly late <laughs> yeah, it
1: was it was late you didn't hit the, the hotel bar and have a pint when was, you got to the hotel was
0: closed the hotel bar was closed the hotel bar was closed and i was staying at like the sawgrass mills this massive outlet mall closed everything closed restaurants around it closed huh at 10 o'clock and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So that over-
1: Friday when you got up, you must have gone out there. Everything's open, patios. Yeah. You must have gone and had some pints on a patio. I Watched did. the world go by.
0: On Friday, I had uh, I did, was doing some of my work. Yeah. I had a breakfast outside, which was great. Did you some, crazy did my you. notes there? Yeah, uh, and then uh, walked around that little mall area for a little bit, did a little shopping, See, just a little looking. <laughs> Prices are crazy in all in U.S. dollars.
1: Uh, I am going to change your name from Lucky to Dunphy. Remember right. Phil Dunphy in Modern Family? <laughs> you are Phil Dunphy. You're just the ultimate family man. Well,
0: the problem like, the rink... Is about 45 minutes from, like, the beach. Oh, is it? Like, it's a long... It's, Where it's do the Panthers play? They're In Sunrise, Florida. Okay. Right. right? So you flew into Fort Lauderdale, and then you went the opposite direction of the beach. Oh, really? For, for, uh, it's a half-hour Uber, I think, to get there. And then, yeah, it would have been 45 to an hour to get back to the beach.
1: Do they... Now, is it around the rink? Is it really nice? Because I've been to the Tampa Bay Arena, and it's really nice it's around beautiful
0: that around Tampa's arena, because yeah. it's right on the water. Yeah, it's right there. Right? This... It's it's got the mall and a couple of like low rise, look like retirement and apartment condo type type mm. things, and
1: that was about it. I understand the ballet in Florida is very good. Oh really? Did you get to any ballets? No, no
0: there was nothing around. There's there. nowhere. Huh? Everything was shut down.
1: So I don't think you looked hard
0: enough. I did find a patio and had a nice. Uh, they had a wood fired uh, pizza oven outdoors yeah. and had a had a pint, watched the players championship on uh, Friday afternoon. It was a wild, wild man. Pretty nice. (laughs) You know what? I just, just being outside in 30 degree weather. I bet, and to come back to this crack, it it felt really good. But at the same time, I like, everywhere's got its issue, Mm -hmm. right? Like, here, it was nice being out and no bugs and not having to deal with that. Sure. But, there, I found out the issue was boa constrictors. Now, apparently, boa like, constrictors. Well, I guess so many people have dropped old pet boa constrictors off in the Everglades oh, that they've now like taken over. And they were we were told like at night that when they're driving down the road, it gets so cool at night that the boa constrictors lie across the road to heat themselves. And they're getting like speed bumps,
1: or perhaps. to cool themselves down, perhaps if it's so cold. Well, yeah, but I guess they
0: use the asphalt heat to oh, warm themselves I see, up, it's more right? Hot
1: from the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: so it. it uh, Did, you Did you I see any? I didn't them? see any. Thank God. But it, I think, my goodness, here, here we are. Everything seemed beautiful until I heard about the boa constrictor story.
1: Well, when we sit here waking up to this stuff, I take a boa constrictor <laughs> in my pants. Wait, I already do. There's a conversation going on social media. People are talking about the little things that make them completely angry, that <laughs> set them off. And there are a few of them here that I can certainly agree with, and right. I'm sure many of us can. Things like when the motion sensor on a paper towel dispenser doesn't work. Okay, I can't get anything to work in a public bathroom. I put my hands under the tap. I can't get the water to right. run. I can't get the soap to dispense. I can't get the toilet to flush. Nothing ever works for me. Everybody else is washing their hands and loving their life. I'm waving them underneath. (laughs) Well, because they need hot blood. (laughs) Oh, that must be it. Now, what is the thing with us of waving our hand under water as we wait for it to warm up? Is Is this? Is this? Do we believe this helps to warm the water up?
0: I think this uh, is our gauge as to the temperature of the
1: water. I guess so. Why we can't know. we just hold our hand under it?
0: Well, because we don't know. You don't want to get either frozen or scalded.
1: No, but when you first turn it on, it's going to be cold. It's not right. going to be that cold that it'll freeze mm-hmm. you. And then as it warms up, it warms up gradually. It doesn't go from freezing to a 1,000 degrees. No. I just find an odd thing where we do this, where we shake our hand underneath the tap. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something came to me. When people speed up, when you want to signal a lane change, so you have put on your indicator that you want to get over left or right, and the person in that lane... Instead goes, of letting you in. Yeah. Uh,
0: traffic in general, like the amount that we fight for what ends up being like 20 seconds of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we need to get there in a split second in front of the guy next to us. Mm. So, I'm not letting him in.
1: I love to watch the guys who are like, say, on the 401 and they're about six car lengths away from their exit, say, onto the Don Valley, and they're in the far left. Yeah. And they just do a complete... I- yeah. Swerve across in front of everybody. I find it uh, like a
0: game for me. And, and yeah, I was downtown yesterday, and there's so much construction and just stop vehicles, whether they're deliveries being made, whatever the hell it is. There's yeah. just always a lane shut down somewhere. But you just see how narrow some people's field of vision is when they're driving. Right. Like they're literally looking about 20 feet in front of their car, and that's it. Yeah, So they don't even see that... You know up ahead a couple hundred feet there's a there's a truck stopped in that lane or a bus with its four ways flashing, and they don't realize it until the last second, and they need over right away
1: oh yeah i don't even I think you're giving them too much credit in the twenty feet i think they're just looking two inches into their phone, right you know they don't see anything outside of what's in their hand uh head headphone cords getting snagged and yanked. And caught on things. Okay, these are things that annoy us. Little that happens a lot here in this industry. Of course, we're wearing headphones all the time. This one, of course, I've complained about many a time. People who don't pick up after their dog, right? Letting it poop all over your lawn or themselves, to be honest.
0: About uh, cigarette butts, Mm. Uh, just garbage, coffee cups.
1: It is brutal how we just throw garbage around. It's someone else's problem. Yep. People cutting in line or letting several of their friends cut in line. Yeah, that's always annoying, especially if you've been in a long lineup. Although I did something I thought was quite generous the other day. I was at a Service Ontario office. Okay. And there was a guy in front of me who had not only a, a young daughter who was able to, you know, walk and do her own thing, but he had another daughter who was asleep in his arms. Oh. So uh, there was a couple of chairs, a little sitting area they had there. And I said to him, you know, if you want to sit, I'll hold your spot. Because as you come around the circle, it comes right back to those chairs. Gotcha. So he said, Oh, thank you very much. And I said, Give me fifty bucks. <laughs> then when his turn came around, I said, I don't know you. I don't know you. Who are you? I did I think to myself, Well, you didn't plan this out very well, dude. You were you were proud of yourself in that moment. Uh, I, that was a nice touch. I try very hard to help people. Right. I, but not even help so much. I try incredibly hard not to get in people's way. Right. Like I oh, I read a thing online and I and I thought of you because I thought this is something you would do. <laughs> This guy I know, it was on Facebook, he says, oh, I am so mad. He says, I pre-ordered a coffee at a Timmy's, and uh, so when I got there, I was in a real rush, and I just wanted to get through and get it, but I guess Timmy's offers pizza now. Oh, right. So somebody went through the drive-thru and ordered a pizza, which held everybody else back, and as he said, and I said to you, get your fat ass out of the car and go in the restaurant. (laughs) One, Tim's isn't a restaurant. (laughs) We very much enjoy and support Tim Hortons. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I I thought of you when I read that. Mm -hmm. Um... Things that annoy the hell out of us. Someone who won't text, who calls and leaves a vague voicemail, like, call me back, I need to talk to you about something. That sounds it's like you. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, I leave voicemails, and yet when someone calls me, I get so annoyed that somebody's calling yeah. me. You know,
0: well, because I return the call and say, what do you want? Yeah. And you say, well, didn't you listen to my
1: voicemail? I said, no, I just thought that you called. That's so, that's, I you find, find that, that so you, annoying. I know. Um... <laughs> Getting text, can I ask you a question? I just uh, said that, didn't I? Um, Oh, no, no, this is different. Getting a text, can I ask you a question? People say, please just ask the question. Yeah. People who don't return their shopping carts at grocery stores. Well, I won't take it right back to the store, but I'll put it in that casing area. Yeah. Well, some
0: holding spot. many don't. They just leave it at the edge of their spot or yeah. right in the open. And when you go to finally find a good spot, you go to pull in and there's a shopping cart
1: in it. Yeah. Whew. That's annoying. I noticed at my grocery store in the shopping cart holding areas, they got a sign that says meeting spot. I guess if you get uh, uh, separated from your kids or something. Oh. Why wouldn't you just have, like, meet at the front door inside the grocery store where it's, I don't know, warm? Yeah.
0: Meeting in the parking lot doesn't seem like the safest of ideas.
1: That's odd. Uh, YouTube recommending videos that don't start with the first one of a series. You know, sometimes you'll get part five of something. Gotcha. Yeah. The buzzing of a fly's wings. Mm, Mosquito, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. When you take a bite of a sandwich and all of the fixings slip out the back, <laughs> that's
0: going to be annoying. Speaking of the flies, though, we're getting the, too shortly to that part of the season where um, like I just killed a house fly the other day.
1: Yeah, I found a couple in my place. And you're
0: like, where the hell yeah. did where this did you, thing come from? Where have you been hiding? <laughs> where, and, it, I, and it wasn't like a tiny one. It's not like it had just hatched. Right. Or something. So I'm like, oh, crap. Are we getting to this season already? Now, how'd you kill it? Uh,
1: tissue. I, tell I you Slammed what, it against the glass. I tell you what, I've become the fly hunter in my home. You know what I use? The dustbuster Sucks them right up. Oh, okay. And you catch them. You know, sometimes it's tough to get them. They're so fast. Right. I just, I, I see it on the window and I turn on the dustbuster, and I right at it and sucks them in. <laughs> so try it next time. It's going to be gross when Maria has to clean it up. That's out. right. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, annoying things. When people talk in baby voices... Oh, oh, sweeties, sweeties! Oh my, kookaburra, boo boo Well, we have said this many times, and we've been proven correct. We have said that we believe, in general, we're all getting a lot dumber, huh. and uh, it turns out our collective IQ has dropped for the first time in nearly a century. Uh, it seems, uh, it seems that we're all getting dumber. Uh, IQs tend to go up from generation to generation, something called the Flynn effect. And in the last 90 years, they've increased on average of about three points per decade. But a study found the trend may have stalled out since 06 or even reversed. The biggest change they saw was in kids. Shocking. Mm. But they found a slight dip in IQs across all age groups, even adults. That includes being worse at problem-solving, math skills, and verbal reasoning, yeah, because we don't speak to each other anymore no
0: and uh and we don't do a lot of math anymore, no nope. um uh, you know although they they do teach it still, uh you know th- the fact is, is that it when we were growing up and learning math, we were learning it, and we hated it, but we were told, you're never going to have a calculator with you all the mm. time, and that's not the case <laughs> anymore and and like many things, that phone has replaced knowledge yep. for so many because we rely so heavily on it.
1: This uh, research didn't look at what's causing it, but it did suggest it might have to do, as you just said, with our education system. And look, I've talked to a couple of people who are teachers, and the bailing of being a teacher, the the, the quitting and moving on to something else, is really becoming a huge problem because uh, teachers are just under fire from everybody they i've heard a story where you know you could be uh say called into a, a school meeting with the teacher for evan or christian and they would say well look evan's just you know he's slipping he's not doing his homework he's not putting in his assignments the parents he's late put it stuff. on the teacher and the parents turn and, and i've heard this from a few teachers and the parents turn and they say well listen Evan was great last year. It's not him, it's you. Right. You're a horrible teacher. Yeah. Like, we just do not turn to our kids and go, pull it together. Right.
0: Everyone else is to blame for uh, our situations. So.
1: Like, where? how did this become the way now? Like, where did, as parents, did we start believing that our children are just brilliantly perfect and everybody else is to blame on everything?
0: Yeah, I don't know in, in terms of, you know, the, how the world is out to get us or... Yeah, uh, and uh, there there is that I, boy. I go back to when I was teaching at college, and I would, there were parents who would complain there, mm-hmm. like this is
1: college. Oh, I remember Maria teached at college. The lovely Maria was teaching, and she'd have parents come in and and want to sit down with her yeah. to discuss why her their kid had failed something. Well, I don't talk to you, I. And they're in their <laughs> thirties. <right. laughs> I, I know. I know. We have gotten insane, right? It, we really have. Right And, uh, yeah, it, it,
0: it's become very difficult in that situation. To, and, and coaching is very similar, too. Yeah. Right? Where, oh, you know, it couldn't be my kid. I think like, can come spend a minute in the dressing room and see what you have to deal <laughs> right. with.
1: Like, we, I think we, you know, it's funny, too, because I think we, we're all a little delusional about ourselves. Because I've had this conversation with other parents. And the, we all say the same thing. Oh no, my kid! If my kid was failing, I'd set him straight. Right? I, I don't think we would. Yeah. I think we're delusional. I think we believe we're that parent. But I think that, like, you know, I could use Daniel and David. I think that if when they were younger and in school, I want to believe I would have turned to them and said, "Pull it together." Mm. I, you know, I re- <laughs> now I'm delusional maybe, but I really can't believe I ever would have blamed the teacher for my kid failing. Well,
0: I, I think part of it now, is that so much of our communication is online. Mm. And where our parents never communicated with our teachers. Mm. You know, outside of the one parent-teacher meeting you might have had a year where, you know, sorry to say, it was our moms that went because dads yeah. never went. Well, I don't
1: think my dad knew where my school was. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm honest. I remember once driving me there, because where is this place? <laughs> Make a left here. Yeah, dad. And, and, and it and.
0: That was all the communication unless something was really going on and Mm -hmm. there was a call from the office Mm -hmm. uh, to say that, hey, your kid's really in trouble here uh, and could fail. Now, uh, they don't fail them. (laughs) <laughs> they They keep right. moving, moving them on they do uh,
1: right there's no failing in uh,
0: i I think in extreme circumstances, they will still hold someone back but the but the idea is to try and and, and push people along, move people along mm. and find other ways and then we've got all the other things too these uh you know there's kids that have certain criteria that they meet that gives them extra time and uh and trying to help everyone along through that it's got to be tough. Uh, on teachers when you're sending i i get constant emails and updates and i i delete half of them (laughs) but every now and then i'll look at one i looked at one last week uh for christian and it was some marks that he got that were like crazy low right and i turned to him what the hell are you doing right like this is not hard right you just have to put a few seconds in i don't look at this every day but when i do look at it and you're dropping, mm-hmm. it's on you. And I, right. I cursed them out. Right. right. I don't think enough parents do
1: that. No, probably not. No, it's, uh, it really is a shame. Uh, it is said that the reason our IQs might be dropping, although they couldn't really come up with the cause of it, but some of the ideas, they say, is uh, more pollution... Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Changes in our diet. All right. Well, listen, I remember eating a lot of bad food as a kid. Right. And and our newest obsession, which I think is the problem, the phones. Yeah. I think the phones have completely made us stupid. They, they really have. Well, and I think they've given
0: us the attitude that we can be stupid because this thing will save us. Yeah. I don't have to go learn it in school. Right. If, I, if something comes around, I'll just Google it
1: really are uh, as a human race getting stranger and stranger all the time you know we we say we don't have the patience to sit through long movies and we only like things in short little clips and tiktok videos and 15 20 second things and yet we have children who can sit your boys, uh, you've said do this, they can sit for hours watching somebody else play a game. Right. Or now there's this thing where people sit for hours watching someone else sitting at a desk working. What? It's called body doubling or parallel working, and one woman who does it streams live five hours a day of herself working every day. She's a data analyst, and she does occasionally take breaks to answer questions in her comments section. She has over 100,000 followers.
0: Oh, my goodness. And her
1: daily streams get thousands of views. She describes what she does as working <laughs> alone together. Un- we can't sit through the Irishman because it's too long. But we can sit and watch a woman type on a keyboard for right. five hours straight. It's unbelievable. Now she says that it helps people through COVID. You know, feel like they're with somebody else. So if you're working at home and you look over and there's somebody else on your other screen, oh, they're working. Okay, it feels like you got somebody. Like you're in an office right. environment, but you're not
0: talking to this person. Well, she'll sometimes I guess she takes questions. Yeah, she'll yeah. take
1: questions. I mean, I don't know if somebody means, hey, what would you have for dinner last night? Right. You know, that kind of, like, office chitter chatter.
0: just to show you the crapshoot of, of people who, like, want to be an influencer yeah. or want to <laughs> be a viral sensation, but you have no idea what's going to take. Yep. Like, right now, if you want, there's a camera that just watches keys aging, like, somewhere <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> and it's got more followers than you. <laughs>
1: You always feel so bad for the guy who goes out and, like, the jackass characters, yeah. you know, throwing yourself off of rooms and all. <laughs> Meanwhile, you just got to sit there and be a cactus. That's right. <laughs> and you make a billion dollars a year. It is time for Teddy Reader for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Greg, good morning, Lucky. Ted, how are you today? Not too shabby. I uh, saw you at the Oscars last night. You really get around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was everywhere.
1: Everywhere all the time.
2: That's <laughs> right. That's and right. cooking everything. That's Ted. That. That's it. That's everywhere means. all the time, cooking anything and everything. You Do know what? They talk all the
0: time about the Oscars and the after parties and the food and and Wolfgang Puck mm. doing all of these crazy things. Teddy, would you have... Like an Oscar-worthy little uh, uh, finger food that you would serve afterwards? If if you had to come up with something for the Oscars uh, after party, what what would you put out there? Oh, I think just a bottle
2: of Jack would do me just fine.
1: (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Yeah, the way Teddy cooks, those celebrities don't want to do that. They're all wiping barbecue sauce on their $30,000 down. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Now, speaking of grilling, Teddy... I saw you once again whipping up pork chops with a special sauce on top of them. And you have said this to us many times about pork chops. They don't have to be cooked right through. They can show a little bit of pink. And I'm always messing up pork chops. I like a pork chop, but I'm always overcooking them. I think many of us do. But with the pork chop that you made, it had a lot of marbling, I noticed. And that sauce you whipped up with, was it apples and raisins that were included?
2: Nah, they, we I, I did a sauce of uh, like an Asian pear.
1: Okay.
2: So I sliced the Asian pear and grilled it and then uh, diced it up. And we uh, had some shallots, uh, raisins that were sh- uh, soaked in uh, whiskey. <laughs> of course. And, so, and a bit of butter in there. And uh, I think I threw a little uh, uh, red pepper jelly that my friend uh, Greg had made me and gave me a jar of his, of his preserves. So I threw that in. Um, yeah, it was a pretty tasty, uh, tasty sauce that went on top of it. The whiskey and raisins and, and uh, Asian pear. Very tasty, well, very tasty.
1: T- I'm actually surprised with the pork chop because of the marbling that was in there. Because aren't normally pork chops very lean and not, not much fat going on?
2: Right. Well, this pork chop isn't your normal pork chop. Oh. This comes from the neck area of the animal. And uh, it's called a copa chop. And it's a well-marbled, very tender piece of meat. And so it's not your normal pork chop, which comes out of the loin of the pig. So it's a little, uh, it's got lots of fat and marbling in there which gives it lots of flavor, and it's very, very tender. So you don't want to overcook that uh, that chop. You can talk to the folks, the butchers at Halenda's, and see if they have that in, in their stock. And if not, they could probably cut it for you. But it's an absolutely wonderful piece of uh, meat that you can utilize.
0: I think the pork chop is probably the most underrated mm. cut of meat because people will go to the steak, they go to the chicken, and they they sometimes shy away from pork and the pork chop. And I think a lot of it is if you buy it just straight in the cellophane pack, it might be too thin, Ted. Mm.
2: Well, sometimes it is. They're they're, they're cut very thinly. And you should do like a – when they're that thin, there's two ways to cook it. One is to cook it hot and fast and get it on, get it off before you've killed it, or kill it. And so a lot of people will take it, sear it off in a pan. You know, they'll throw something like a a can of cream of mushroom soup over top, Mm. and then let it braise in the oven until it's super tender and it falls right off the bone. That's one way to do it. But if you go the other way, which is uh, just season it, and I I think I was just using a little bit of my steak spice on uh, on the copa chop that I did, Mm -hmm. and that's it very very hot and fast and on the grill and off the grill it took uh less than 10 minutes to do the whole thing and it's quick and easy and that's you don't have to make it complicated right
1: no and i think what i like about your grilling and when i watch your videos on uh on instagram and uh, facebook um uh, godfather of the grill is where you'll find teddy uh, online you, a lot of times you'll make these nice little toppings. So you'll make the pork chop, and I think this is—it really does take it to another level. So you had like cilantro, and I think you had garlic, salt and pepper, some butter, as you said, the raisins, the the pear, and and I notice you do that quite a bit, where you'll cook a piece of meat and then you'll you'll top it with something. And I don't think a lot of us think that. Like I've in the past, I have taken like um like a goat cheese, say, and I've made a bunch of asparagus, and then I chop it up really small. Mix it into goat cheese and then spread it over steak. Like I think, just doing those toppings really does, and you can you can put anything on anything,
2: basically. Really, it's like making. Um, think of it as, as if you just made a salsa. Mm. You know, you chopped up. You know, a pico de gallo is tomato, onion, and and a little bit of jalapenos, cilantro, some lime juice, salt, and pepper. <clears throat> drizzle of olive oil. Well, you can do that with any kind of uh, fruit or vegetable you have. So if you wanted that pork chop to have a raspberry topping, you could take uh, a little bit of chipotle chili and fresh raspberries and a little bit of shallot and saute off the whole mixture very hot and fast, and then just ladle that over top of your uh, your pork chop. And Excuse me, just thinking outside the box in flavors. Right. Look in your fridge. Use up things. You don't have to <clears throat> open a jar all the time. Right. Uh, but you can find something in your fridge to utilize so that you're not wasting the food. You know, if you've got mushrooms that are sitting around, well, look at that and say, okay, I'm going to do pork chops tonight, and I'm going to do some sautéed mushrooms and maybe hit them with a little cream and a little Dijon mustard and spoon that over top of your pork chop. Sounds good. Um, yeah just being a little bit creative and having some fun there's no cooking shouldn't be stressful and i know it is for a lot of people um but just do the basics sometimes it's hot and fast sometimes it takes a little bit longer to do but the more you play, the more you get into it. Like I know with you, Craig, every day you love to go to the grocery store. You love to pick up uh, whatever products you're looking for. And then you go home and you create and you cook. And I think that's, that's what people should try and do is to slow that, you know, that end of the day you've had a long, stressful day. And you come home and you may not want to cook. Mm. But for me, that cooking is a stress release.
1: I am 100% with you, Teddy. I I look forward to just being there and chopping up the vegetables and doing whatever I'm doing. And look at if you screw up a piece of pork or any type of meat, which I have often done, coating it in some kind of butter and garlic always makes it come around.
2: That's it, except for Brussels sprouts. Just <laughs> remember that. Just totally- know, there's nothing you can do to those tiny little crappy little green golf balls. <laughs>
1: That's right. Throw them away. All right, Teddy, if people want to talk pork chops or they want to find you online because you're posting videos constantly, how do they do that?
2: Uh, you're going to find me at TedReader.com or check me out on TikTok at uh, Ted Reeder, Godfather of the Grill. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.